okay, maybe I can't manage uh, at my current physiological state. I can't manage the stress that I'm feeling. So what we need to do as biohackers is not necessarily reduce the stress, although you sometimes have to do that on the front end, is like, how do I optimize my own physiological system so that I can cope with more and more stress? Kind of like a weightlifter that starts weight, weight, lifting weights at one level and progressively moves up, or an endurance runner that goes through running, goes through a progression to get to longer and longer distances. We can apply the same practice to stress management that we would do because the principles behind it are exactly the same. Do you want to know what it is? Body, mind, empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control your mind. Welcome to the Body Mind Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Seem Lund, and our guest today is Wade Lightheart. Wade is one of the founders of BioOptimizers, which is a supplement company that fixes digestion. He's also a Canadian natural bodybuilding champion. In this episode, we're going to talk about stress and magnesium. BioOptimizers has an amazing full-spectrum magnesium supplement called Magnesium Breakthrough. It includes seven of the most important magnesium types. Almost every person is deficient in magnesium because it's being depleted by stress and on top of that, our foods are also much lower in magnesium because of soil depletion. If there is one supplement you should consider taking, then it's magnesium. Check out Magnesium Breakthrough at magbreakthrough.com forward slash seam and use the code seam10 for a 10% discount. It's amazing for sleep, digestion, cognition, recovery and relaxation. That's magbreakthrough.com forward slash seam and use the code seam10. Wade, welcome back to the show. Great to be here, man. How's it going? It's going uh, really good. Like uh, currently, it's uh, pretty hot out here. The first kind of summer heat in Estonia. How about you? You know, uh, the heat is definitely on. I'm in the desert of uh, Sedona, Arizona, at the moment, and it's a great place to be. Lots of vitamin D, but uh, it, uh, it gets hot at night for sure. The last time we talked, we talked about things like. Uh, you know, digestive enzymes and just uh, improving your digestion with bio-optimizers. Uh, what have you been up, up to since the, the last time we talked? Oh, man, we're just doing uh, so many different things. We've got uh, a number of different products that are in the work. Magnesium has been a big one. Cognibiotics, uh, rebuilding function and nervous system management. We're also working on an upgraded version of our blueprint book and uh, just having a great time, uh, even despite the current conditions of the world. Uh, you know what? Biological optimization has never been stronger and more people are uh, getting attracted and getting the benefits to kind of protect them under the current uh, circumstances of the world. Mm, yeah, totally. Like I would imagine that stress in particular is a pretty... Uh widespread like a, a lot of people are feeling more stressed out than usually and uh, does have like a even more negative effect uh, on their health i believe so i think um you know the one people a lot of people don't understand the management of stress if you look at the silly response that can system and we need a certain amount of stress to function and as long as that stress uh, is systematically increased as, as, that allows for enough adaptation. So we're always adapting to the stress response. But over the recent events, we've seen a ginormous ramp up of stress, uh, you know, with people who, um, you know, maybe their work or career has been in jeopardy, adjustments if they're working from home, uh, financial pressures. And then the loss of the, the, the typical outlets, you know, uh, spirituality and sports being two of the big ones where a lot of people garner peace and relaxation and comfort and, you know, or whether that's a yoga class or meditation practices like with groups and connect those, those intimate connections being social persons. But when you combine all that, the stress levels of the population are kind of rocketing through the roof and then what are you doing when you're sitting at home? Well, you're, you know, looking on your social media feeds and you're seeing the, uh, whether it's the riots or the left versus right, you know, kind of debates or the uncertainty economically or politically and all these sort of things that are happening that would probably not make as much of an indent or impression if you were working in your regular environment. Well, now that's kind of cranking everything. And so for all of us, we have to be mindful and conscientious about what we're consuming and then how we manage that consumption uh, in a way that allows us to keep our immune system functioning uh, operational at the, at the most positive levels. 
Mm, yeah, totally. Like stress itself isn't like a bad thing and you do need some stress to just uh, survive and be healthy. Uh, but yeah, the problem is that we're you know, constantly surrounded by these uh, multiple sources of stress and they've been, they begin to just uh, accumulate and uh, overburden the entire system. And uh, unfortunately, like uh, the average person isn't capable of handling even like the smaller amounts of stress because of their like lifestyle, their nutrient deficiencies, their diets. Uh, their lack of fitness and all those things so even you know I, I i like the you know even though this kind of pandemic was uh, like a pretty global event i was kind of uh let's say disappointed by how uh how easily people got freaked out <laughs> so to say that this isn't actually you know the black death or this isn't a nuclear disaster or this isn't an asteroid hitting the earth is is relatively of course like a lot, a lot of people have died to it but it's not something as devastating as it could be and uh, just people are still pretty freaked out because of it and it kind of goes to show how incapable people are in dealing with uh, stress yeah you know here's one of the great things of being part of the kind of biohacking biological optimization community is that sometimes we forget how far along and advanced and alternative that we are because we have such a growing community and we tend to connect with people who are taking care of their immune systems and are and, and understand the mechanisms that enhance immune system function and their body's health and these type of things. Um, unfortunately, for a lot of people in the general public, they they don't have that awareness. They don't have that. Um, they, they don't have the practices implemented in place. And then when you start pulling the rug out of their identity and you know ramping up with fear, uh, you create an indoctrination. Mm-hmm. And that indoctrination actually weakens the immune system. And many of the suggestions that I would put forth that have been propagated by the various political institutions that are dominating the lifestyles of the population are actually um, contributing to the weakening of people's immune systems. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and so I find that ironic how the, the remedies to the quote-unquote problem are setting people up for a greater sense of disease. And so it's great to be here to kind of talk about these things of like what people need to do um, as we move into the summer and into the fall and perhaps second rounds and extensive lockdowns and, you know, the economic consequences and then the, and then the political unrest as people are looking for people to blame and things like that. So I think it's a, this is relevant and really valuable for people to listen to. Yeah, totally. Uh, did you, did you change anything in your uh, like dietary regime or uh, nutrition? Yes, I did. I absolutely did. And uh, well, first things first, uh, I, I was living in uh, Venice Beach, California, which is uh, essentially part of LA County. And this was one of the most restricted areas um, in the country and also was subjected to a lot of the political unrest that's going on today. So I bailed out of that city as fast <laughs> as possible before it all went to haywire, thankfully. Uh, went over to uh, Arizona, which had much more restricted rules. And what I did is because I wasn't able to access my normal training routine. Normally, I'm training at Gold's Gym, you know, California, kind of the mecca. It's an awesome place. And I'm going over to Bulletproof Labs and doing my cryotherapy and my vitamin B12 shots and my, you know, my, my pushes on the uh, intravenous and eating the best food possible from Irwan Market. So I'm living in like kind of biohacking la-la land, right? Well, all those things were stripped away from me, but I said, okay, we need to start leveraging some of the technology that I do have. So I went over here to, the, went over here to Arizona to a place called Sedona, Arizona. It's high desert. Um, we were able to still go out and maintain hike and get into the sun every day. So I've been exposing myself to a minimum of two hours of sun usually early in the morning and then later in the afternoon um, that I'm going out hiking, you know, just with a pair of shorts on. So I'm getting as much sun as possible on the bare skin. Second thing that I implemented was uh, alternate day fasting. So literally I, I eat on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays and Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays I don't eat. So on the Monday, I'll start eating from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then I won't eat until 8 a.m. on Wednesday. So that gives me a 36-hour fasting period to accelerate autophagy, remove any toxic uh, chemicals that might have built up or anxiety, stress, uh, cortisol-based components, you know, making sure that I'm getting in my meditations. I'm, I've upped 
my probiotic intake, I'm taking three different kinds of probiotics. Or, uh, we've got the leaky gut, which is involved in neurotransmitter formation, along with cognibiotics to maintain neurotransmitter uh, optimization. Uh, then also, you know, of course, my P3M, which we always do. Everybody knows about that one, which is the, the best, you know, mm-hmm. fighting off of any kind of um, pathogen. And then I've been really ranking, uh, ramping up my magnesium content, doing um, about two grams a day. I was mm, wow. at one gram for, a pre- I went through my kind of up regulation period where I was up into the, you know, anywhere between three and five grams. I was down to one, but I've, I've upped that up to two during this time. So those are the things that I've been doing. Um, making sure that I keep a lot of my social communications, uh, calling all my friends who are quarantined and having long conversations if I was hanging out with them and the restricted eating patterns of alternate day fasting. And then I have that one day, that Saturday, where I just kind of have whatever I want, you know, and, and maintain the social uh, components. And, and that's worked really well for me. I'm in fantastic shape. I'm feeling great. Uh, probably talk to most of my friends more than I ever have. And, uh, you know, business is doing really well. So being isolated and digital um, without the, you know, logistical issues of being stuck in a where uh, stuck in an office or a warehouse or anything has really been helpful. So I feel really grateful and blessed and trying to share that message to as many people as possible. Mm. Well, that's really cool. Like, uh, yeah, it's kind of goes to show how some of the, uh, like the things we take for granted can be very impactful for our health, like social connections or just, just being able to go outside into the sunlight and take a hike or something and eat clean food. Yeah. And, and, you know, I got to say, and I, I really, my heart goes out to, you know, all the people who are kind of stuck in condos and cities and locked down and aren't able to get out, out in the sun and the fresh air or, or not access their gyms and things like that. And they have no place to work out. Like I literally got a, uh, I, I had a set of all uh, adjustable dumbbells mm-hmm. um, and, a, and a bench delivered over here about a month in. Cause all I had before that was, was, was uh, some bands some exercise bands, which I was putting kind of a body weight plyometric training program together along with these, you know, band exercises. And I got this bench and dumbbell set delivered to me. Uh, I think it's the Bowflex uh, mm-hmm. set, which goes up to like 55 pounds. So you can get a pretty decent workout with those dumbbells in that bench. And I mean, I felt like someone just brought a brand new Ferrari and gave it to me. That's what it felt like. You know, it's like <laughs> for a guy that's been going to the gym for, uh, you know, well over 30 years steady. Uh, it was the longest time I had not been in a physical gym in my entire career. So that was a, that was a shocking interruption, but we managed to get around it and I feel grateful, but my heart goes out to the people who haven't had that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the magnesium. Like you mentioned that you're doing two grams a day, which is a uh, quite a lot and uh, like is there any particular reason you uh, increased it that much or uh, why is that yeah so magnesium is the most common deficient um, mineral throughout the world it's even you know heart doctors now are uh, suggesting that their patients who want to regulate their heart function um, start using magnesium and what's interesting is stress levels go up Um, you one of the things that you burn out of excessively is magnesium because it's part of over 300 different vital metabolic roles. And so what happens when you get on adrenaline and cortisol, there's a cascading effect where you're using that as an energy system and to offset sort of some of the byproducts, you have to excrete magnesium. Um, And also being out in the desert uh, here, you, you don't realize how much you're actually losing in minerals and sweat and things like that because you're out in a field and yeah, it's 95 degrees, but you're, it doesn't seem like you're sweating because it literally evaporates off your body so quickly. So it's very easy to um, dehydrate yourself or disrupt your minerals. And of course, magnesium being that control and also around stress because certainly there was stress involved with the company and making sure that everything was great. I mean, it turned out really well for us, but wasn't so great for some other people that I know that had the brick and mortar businesses. So I was like, you know what? I found that magnesium was a way that got me out of a high stress situation when I blew up my nervous system a few years ago from literally overwork and under recovery. And uh, we've used this across the board with literally hundreds and hundreds of our insider clients. And the results are astounding as you kind of 
um, go, what we suggest is you start at a minimum dosage and you kind of, you know, taper or increase until you hit your maximum tolerable dosage. You maintain that for a while and then you titrate down to your optimal dosage. And for me, the, the optimal dosage is between one and three grams, although I peaked at five, um, you know, and right now I'm in a kind of a sweet spot at two because I'd say relative uh, my ang my anxiety or stress levels is, is much less. When this first started, you know, I, w I was on the higher side, and then now I'm down to uh, two two grams a day, and it's uh, mm -hmm. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I talked with uh, Dr. James Nicola Antonio a few a few weeks ago, and uh, he also said that you know a lot of people do say that uh, stress depletes magnesium, but uh, they never kind of know why or they never say how so he said that it uh, activate this activation of the sympathetic nervous system itself just yeah uh, begins to leach out the magnesium and it does like make you burn through it at a, like accelerated rate if you are more stressed yeah that's that's that, that is the mechanism so for most people don't understand there's interactions between your nervous system and your musculature system and magnesium, people that have trouble sleeping or have muscle cramping, high levels of anxiety, uh, you know, adverse reactions to PMS, almost always if you do a spectrocell, uh, you know, test, you're going to see that they're really at low levels of magnesium. And that's just from kind of like recommended daily allowances and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. We're talking about biohacking and bio-optimization as well. What is the optimal dosage? And because that uh, soil deficiency is so widespread, it's estimated that 70% of the population is deficient. And then you add in uh, all the blue light, you add in all the stress, you add in all the anxiety that's going on in the world. You're, what happens is you stay in sympathetic mode, which is requiring you to kind of keep, you know, exhausting your magnesium supplies and if you take magnesium up some people will do that through floating so floating or they're getting massages with exogenous types of magnesium which certainly works to a certain effect but there's different types of magnesium different uh, that go to different tissues inside the body and from that by you don't, you don't know which one might be more drained for than than another tissue and so you can reverse that trend and what happens is you just kind of get this calm clear um, relaxed feeling all the time and and virtually everybody I know that you know goes on high dosages of magnesium for you know uh, a few months they start to notice that their reactivity uh, to the stresses in the world and their capacity to handle stresses in the world so it goes back to that whole point is okay maybe I can't manage uh, at my current physiological state I can't manage the stress that I'm feeling so what we need to do as biohackers is not necessarily reduce the stress, although you sometimes have to do that on the front end, is like, how do I optimize my own physiological system so that I can cope with more and more stress? Kind of like a weightlifter that starts weight, weight, lifting weights at one level and progressively moves up, or an endurance runner that goes through running, goes through a progression to get to longer and longer distances. We can apply the same practice to stress management that we would do because the principles behind it are exactly the same. The difference is with the nervous system, it's often key minerals um, and uh, daily practices that are going to help switch you, whether that's, you know, meditation, Tai Chi, um, mineralization of the body, and then the rebuilding of neurotransmitter production uh, in your gut. Hmm. Yeah, so, so the RDA itself is uh, like ridiculously low <laughs> because it's like 400 or 450 milligrams per day. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, keep in mind that these things were developed many, 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 many years ago, decades and decades ago, and they were designed originally to ensure the, you know, to not have nutritional related diseases. And one of my big concerns that's been having with the COVID response is the, the correlative negative effect that this has had on third world countries, which is not being talked about. There's like literally I think 130 million more people that have been added to the starvation list. And if you look at wow. plague responses historically, whether that was Rome or the Black Plague, there was issues with food, uh, food shortages. And when mm -hmm. the nervous system is, when the immune system, excuse me, is depleted of nutrients, then the susceptibility to take on disease is much higher. So uh, that was the case with the Black Plague, for example, that uh, plagued uh, the Roman Empire, um, which devastated it. They had a wheat shortage because of, well, kind of some 
pretty evil eyes over, you know, the, the regular wheat shipments that were coming in from Egypt were, were cut off. And as the people's immune systems got weaker from nutrient deficiency, more and more people got the plague. So the key is there's, you know, there's two different theories around, you know, immune system response, which is, of course, um, the one that most people are familiar with is Louis Pasteur's, which was the, the germ response. And we wanted to kill the germs. But of course, he had a fellow in his lab called Antoine Beauchamp, and his whole thing was, well, it's not about the germs, it's about the terrain, just like in the military. You're, if you can maintain the high ground, you have a distinct advantage over the enemy. And, and supposedly it's been reported on his deathbed that Pasteur said, yeah, uh, Beauchamp was right, it's all about the terrain because um, foreign invaders will take advantage of sort of quote unquote breaches in the wall, breaches in the immune system, diseased tissue or weakened tissue, that's where it's going to attack and, and, and get hold. And so as biohackers, we want to optimize our immune system. And right now we don't have uh, what I would say uh, peer reviewed, uh, absolute tested components for developing, well, what is the optimal amount? And they do believe over the next 10 years, I know we're working with our own research team and our VIP coaching pros where we are working on developing models based on individual genetics and epigenetics and methylation programs and how well people absorb nutrients and these type of things so that we can kind of build some standardization towards, well, what is the optimal dose? And what we can say is anecdotally is typically we follow the orthomolecular nutrition practices that were developed back in the seventies by Abram Hoffer and, and, and uh, Dr. Hawkins and Linus Pauling. Uh, where you kind of titrate, you, you increase the dosage to hit tolerance level. That's where you'll get the runs. And then you, you, you taper down from that until you get to what we call the, the optimal dose. So you go minimum, then to maximum, minimum effective doses, take it up to the maximum amount. And then over time, you titrate down and get to the optimal dosage. And that's how I've been doing that with magnesium. And then you can, you can increase or decrease depending on the amount of stress that you're experiencing at any, any given time. And I think that's where biological optimization is actually going in the future, that we'll be able to, you know, because life is dynamic, you know, and at some point this whole thing will end, whether it's, you know, and we'll go back to regular living. However, during this time, there's obviously extraordinary circumstances being put onto us and we have to respond accordingly. Mm -hmm. where the RDA is, you know, pretty much useless. <laughs> yeah. I think the RDAs would uh, maybe, they would cover like your bare essentials if you were to be, you know, living in a pristine environment and you're like almost in an ancestral setting. Uh, but the problem is that uh, where we're living in this, this very like stress-laden environment with many hidden stressors. And uh, we also, do, like you said, most people are already deficient because the food itself is... Uh, very depleted from magnesium and other nutrients so uh, yeah like the like things like some sort of uh, you know watching the news getting anxious because of something uh, the EMF <laughs> blue light and uh, all those additional stressors they do just uh, burn through the magnesium even more and you do need to just uh, compensate for it yes absolutely uh, but uh, what 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 would be like some signs that uh, you mentioned uh, like uh, reaching for this uh, maximum dose of a magnesium? What is like what is the first sign that you hit the maximum, and what's the sign that you hit like the optimal dose? Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, it's called breaking the GI barrier. So breaking the GI barrier means that if you take a any nutritional supplement and go beyond what your body's capability to absorb that, you'll get the runs. You'll get diarrhea. So typically, and there's certain magnesiums which are much more, pro, have a higher propensity for that. So for example, things like magnesium citrate, which draws a lot of water into the intestinal tract, which can be useful for people who are suffering from constipation. But as a general rule, you'll get the runs much faster on magnesium citrate than you would on, say, magnesium orotate. So the type of magnesium you're taking, as well as we can kind of dive into it, the tissues are going to different tissues are going to uptake different types of magnesium at different rates. And that was all that research was all put together by a fellow by the name of Charles Poliquin, um, who actually was the first guy to tip me off to the different types of magnesium. It, he, he was famous strength since he died not that long ago. He was an untimely death, unfortunately, but 
he trained 20 gold medalists in 27 different Olympic sports, plus has an, a vast array of the who's who in professional sports. And one of his one of his insider tricks for managing the incredible stress loads that these athletes were taking was using magnesium and the different types of magnesium to make sure that they were recovering, whether it was their heart or their nervous system or their musculature or their arterial system. He actually was able to isolate through studying an incredible amount of research and then using a lot of clinical experience. So the things that typically happen for people uh, and most people experience this when this first started off, they started eating a lot. Uh, they started getting anxious. So basically a disruption in blood sugar starts to happen and magnesium is part of that process. Um, the other thing is, is, is an overconsumption of caffeinated beverages, which interestingly enough, uh, on the small end, can improve insulin receptivity. But over a long term, you, what happens, you start accessing the adrenaline, cortisol, norepinephrine uh, kind of pathways, and there's a burnout. That's where you start draining magnesium. So the other thing is insomnia at night, um, cramping, um, kind of what I call those kind of feedback loops where you can't get things out of the head. Uh, migraines can be possible or feeling an overall sense of depressed because magnesium is critical in the formation of neurotransmitters such as serotonin, which is like the feel-good chemical mm -hmm. inside the body. So these are some of the early symptoms or um, even more pronounced uh, cramping or negative effects from PMS. Another thing that people will say, if you, usually if you're in an overstressed state, is uh, inability for short-term and long-term recall. Usually short-term and then it kind of moves into long-term over prolonged periods of stress. Oftentimes that means that you're deficient in magnesium because you're not manufacturing those neurotransmitters inside the body that are essential to uh, neural connections and things like that. Um, so those are the things that m people most find um, as early symptoms. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 really good. Uh, so would you say that uh, uh, people, if you if you do drink coffee, then it would be better to, to kind of uh, compensate for it by increasing your magnesium intake a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, I have a a little bulletproof hack that I use. Uh, so you know, whether you do a bulletproof coffee or a straight up black, I I, I slam um, four capex, which is a lipolytic enzyme formulation that we we take. Uh, I take a cognibiotic blend, which is probiotics that manufacture the neurotransmitters. I stack that with uh, a liquid vitamin and mineral called Primergen. And then I take one gram uh, or a half to one gram of magnesium uh, for that coffee. And uh, you're on the flamethrower program there, man. You're just on <laughs> fire for hours. And uh, that's the stack that I use on, on fasting days. I I'll have that same coffee and the, and the probiotics and the magnesium and the vitamins, but I just won't have the fats uh, mm -hmm. with it. So I'm, so I'm not going to disrupt autophagy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Like uh, the combination of Capex with some caffeine is uh, pretty awesome. And it does like uh, ignite fat burning for the rest of the day. So it's a really good one. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we're getting a lot of great. And then the other thing is just, you know, steady controlled, uh, you know, sustainable energy. So, you know, we put in long hours here by optimizers and, during this lockdown, we've actually both Matt, the co-founder, and I uh, increased productivity um, probably by forty to fifty percent, just because well, we just got nothing else better to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, cool. so being able to maintain that mental output for long periods of time is a, a great value. And I have to give a shout out to um, to Dave Asprey and Forty Years of Zen. We had just completed uh, our latest executive training. We take our executive team over there every year because we feel that it, it really enhances mental performance, endurance, focus, and calmness. And uh, we did a, a pretty epic training just before the lockdown, late February. And there was pronounced effects as uh, far as um, brain optimization, focus, recollection, and endurance. I mean, it's without a doubt, one of the best hacks out there. So shout out to Dave on that one. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Uh, can't wait to go back. Mm, yeah, totally. Uh, what about the, let's talk about magnesium, the different types, uh, like yeah. you mentioned a few of them. So what's the difference between them? Okay. So I'll, I'll give a big backstory to this. A couple of years ago, 
Um, of course, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm a bit of a serial entrepreneur. I was writing books. I had three companies I was running. I was working 15 hours a day and didn't take a break for about two years. <laughs> so that's, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Unfortunately, my capacity for biohacking and my drive and determination to kind of achieve my goals was counterproductive to kind of the relaxing and turning off the gas. And I got myself in a lot of trouble. I was pounding way too much caffeine. Burned out my system, did some testing with our naturopathic and our research team with uh, Dr. Paul Maximus, shout out to him and Katrine Belinsky, our number one researcher here at Bioptimizers. And look, guess what? My magnesium was absolutely in the toilet, as was my zinc level. So picked up some zinc and uh, the zinc copper combo from Dave's uh, Bulletproof, but then I started using magnesium. And as I dove into the research and Charles Poliquin's stuff, you can go check out Charles Poliquin's stuff on magnesium. I think he's, I, I still believe today, he's probably the foremost expert on the benefits and the utilization and those kind of components to this point and certainly in the application of it. And I realized that there were all these different types of magnesium. So I started buying bottles and bottles and bottles and bottles of magnesium. I got chelate and citrate and bisglycinate. And like, I, I just went through the whole thing. I even went as far as doing intravenous magnesium, um, which I'm not necessarily going to recommend that to people. You need to have a definite serious practitioner. I was taking magnesium sulfate mm-hmm. um, that was injected into me. I was, I got myself up to uh, was like close to 20 grams <laughs> wow. uh, you, 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 you increase up. Most people, you don't want to tolerate 10. I carry a lot of muscle mass. So I can do it. And that caused kind of burning. You would actually feel the burning sensations inside the body as it was bonding with calcium deposits in old injuries, like in my shoulders, I could feel it working on calcium deposits in my brain. So if you have a supervisor that can do that, uh, like a naturopath, a doctor that's experienced, you can, you can mess yourself up if you go too high on that. So caveat, you know, to everybody, be careful, have the right people, monitor it, and be sure you have the willy-nilly in your legs and stuff. And it's kind of a pleasant feeling, but a weird feeling. Uh, so anyways, that was one thing I did. And then the other thing was, as I started looking at all the different times of oral types of magnesiums. And so what I realized is different magnesiums had different uptakes, and I would feel them differently. But I ended up, I had a counter of all these different types. I mean, I don't even know how many bottles I had, about 20 bottles. And I kind of narrowed it down to seven different types of magnesiums that seemed to work the best. Um, Matt was also working on the project with me. And so we kind of, you know, mixed and matched and uh, went through our testing with our research team and kind of came up with the seven best magnesiums out there that seemed to have the most universal benefit and would get magnesium to all the tissues and so uh, some of those are, um, first one, uh, magnesium chelate. That's uh, really good for helping quiet the nervous system. Um, it's also something that assists in uh, neurotransmitters for the body and mind, which is really great. Neurotransmitters being, of course, the biggest effect for cognitive function. And then there's magnesium citrate. We only put a small amount of magnesium citrate. Again, we want it to be very careful, but it does bring water into the intestines. And for people, particularly if they're on a ketogenic diet, like Matt is, I'm a plant-based guy. He's a ketogenic guy. Um, we're dietary agnostic. You've picked the right diet <laughs> for you. We don't, we don't, we're not like you know dietary vigilantes or uh, com- components that says everybody needs to eat a certain way. You need to eat right for you. We, we put a little bit in it, but for people who are on ketogenic diets, you may want to add a little bit more magnesium citrate if you're getting constipation from the diet because you want to draw more water in and sometimes that could be very drying in the intestines. Um, then there was, uh, we added uh, magnesium bisglycinate. Uh, bisglycinate is great for uh, high blood pressure, heart disease. So when you hear these athletes that um, kind of get into trouble with irregular heartbeats and things like that, I believe that it'll be revealed over time that many of this is because of excessive magnesium deficiency, which is disrupting the natural contraction and relaxation of muscle tissue. Mm-hmm. Type 2 diabetes, uh, magnesium is involved in, 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 in breaking down sugars and also seems to uh, be advantageous for, develop, uh, to, for people who develop resistance. Of course, osteoporosis, magnesium is the control. And unfortunately, we take in more calcium inside our body. Um, And because calcium and magnesium operate in a two to one ratio, when you have really, really high levels of magnesium and low or high levels of calcium and low levels of magnesium, your body starts to dump calcium out of the body. Mm 
hmm. and which further can lead to things like osteoporosis, migraine headaches. Um, so bisglycinate has been really helpful for that because I actually had a number of pretty well-known podcasters. I won't name their names um, out of respect to them. They, they have made shout outs on their podcasts in the industry who have experienced uh, continuous migraines. And it's one of the reasons they got into biohacking. They started using a magnesium with a nice level of bisglycinate and they found that their migraines went away because magnesium is part of vasodilation that increases the amount of blood flow. Um, migraines usually are caused from a restriction of blood flow to the brain that can be physiological due to impingement or it could be from biochemical uh, inflammatory agents or it could be just from deficiency in magnesium. Uh, depression, a lot of people that are, have trouble making serotonin often don't have either enough magnesium, which is a precursor, and the other one is if they're on antidepressants, uh, depressants oftentimes can mess up that magnesium content. So by raising it up, you can often cycle, not cycle as high on the different magnesiums. And interesting enough, that was one of the inter, if you go to orthomolecular psychiatry, uh, which was back in the 70s and 80s, magnesium was one of the parts that was used as, as treating a variety of different uh, depression things. I'm not here to say that you can treat or cure or anything like that, but I think it's good research to dive into for people. There is a institution called uh, orthomolecular uh, psychiatry uh, where you can get into and what that means is they're using uh, kind of mega dosages of vitamins and minerals and nutrients in order to combat various uh, mental states. Mm -hmm. Magnesium malate, um, that one is a key role in uh, enzyme processes, especially for energy metabolism. So a lot of people um, who have things like fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue will find that they're deficient in magnesium or there's an, there's a mag the requirements for mitochondrial function and energy flow, or if they have high levels of aluminum. So malate is great for getting aluminum. And that's a big common when we look at testing results for people who have a variety of uh, conditions, you know, that with around energy metabolism or tired or things like that, we oftentimes you'll also see a correlation to high levels of aluminum. So magnesium mm. malate will help remove that. You ought to probably go into a more advanced detox, metal, heavy metal detox as well in conjunction with that. And usually, you know, that, you know, six months, 12 months of that, you can really make big strides and gains. I've seen it over and over and over again. My personal favorite, um, magnesium three and eight, this is the one for me that I felt uh, really improved my memory and boosted up my deep sleep. Uh, I really felt my cognitive function really kick in. I was doing originally magnesium 3 and 8 on its own. So I literally tested each one of these magnesiums independently, taking them up into dosages and back down, and then we started to combine these. So it was a long process to kind of get there, but 3 and 8 was just fantastic uh, for memory, uh, sleep, and just sharp cognitive function really notice the difference on that uh and for memory i'll give an stacking that with three grams of lion's mane because um, oftentimes stress you start forgetting mm -hmm. and that's a good indicator if you're forgetting a lot your, your nervous system is stressed three grams of, of lion's mane uh along with a, a good dose of magnesium and i'm telling you it's it's almost freakish how good the uh recovery of memory is for those mm. products. <laughs> magnesium torate, uh, this is probably one of the more universally beneficial magnesiums. Uh, cardiovascular health, great for regular heartbeats, helps pump blood through the body. Um, there's evidence that it improves cardiovascular health, probably through that mechanism. Again, also prevention of migraines. Um, seems to be good to just, just decrease the risk of neurodegenerative disorders. And so we see that a lot with elderly people. They start losing their cognitive capacity and stuff. Torate seems to help that. Um, and the reason why that is, I think it works similarly to GABA. So I used to go to this place in Vancouver when I lived there called O5T. If you ever go to Vancouver, go to O5T. Best tea house I've ever been into. And the owner, Paulo, has these amazing teas from all around. And I like to drink poire tea. And one of the things that I would like to do is he has a particular tea, a GABA tea that you could drink. It's very uh, euphoric. Mm -hmm. um, it really helps produce BDNF. And Torate works similar to GABA. And I would actually, I, one of the things I used to do is kind of I'd be, have a really stressful or wound up day. I would go over there, uh, take some magnesium, and drink some GABA tea. And you're just feeling awesome. I mean, you're just chilled right out. I'd stay there for four or five hours drinking tea with a friend of mine and 
talking about biohacking. It also can help with uh, insulin sensitivity. Also macrovascular, so things for the eyes, things like that is really good. Uh, something related to insulin regulation. And that one is also for the ladies been shown to lower the risk from premenstrual symptoms. So, mm. uh, you know, whether that's irritability or bloating or depression, oftentimes that's from magnesium benefit, uh, dysregulation. And then the last magnesium that I think is worth mentioning is magnesium orotate. This is one of the ones also that um, seems to be the one that is most to athletic performance, so nerve and muscle function, uh, which means to, you know, vasomuscular tone, blood pressure, immune system, all these type of things, blood glucose. And this also promotes calcium absorbance. So orotate, definitely, probably one of the best. It's also involved in like kind of DNA, RNA precursors, which is a big part of, you know, glycogen and ATP production. So orotate's amazing for those things. And then uh, as an added bonus, the delivery mechanism that we use is a humic, fulvic, monatomic bind. So for those who don't know, humic and fulvic acids are great ways of delivering magnesium, whether you take them, um, like we do a vitamin and mineral liquid that has humic or fulvic acid, or you can take it directly. It's kind of like a pitch that tastes kind of like pine bark. Some people sell it. Uh, I think Activation has some really good stuff, um, but it's a great combination. There's a lot of companies out there that have really good humic fulvic um, Take that with any of your vitamins and minerals, you get much more absorption. So we threw that in with our magnesium and then B6 as well as manganese. B6, humic fulvic acid and manganese definitely seem to potentiate the absorption and utilization of those magnesiums uh, so that it can enhance uh, performance, recovery, strength, sleep regulation. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Why? And, and it's really great to see that the new doctors um, that are being trained, I was on a call the, a few weeks ago with uh, Christine Roche, who's teaching functional medicine to doctors at a Stanford university, and they're teaching them about these things. And I had Sanjay Gupta the other day on, and one of the things that he, he suggests to all his heart patients is to get on um, uh, good dose daily dosages of magnesium. So it's kind of an all encompassing super mineral. We've covered the whole gamut, put it all into one tablet capsule that you can, you know, titrate up and titrate down, you know, so you can kind of get your regular dosage again, start at the low dosage, maybe one gram, um, you know, like 500, 500 milligrams in the morning, 500 milligrams in the afternoon, 500 milligrams in the afternoon at 1.5 and then add a half gram, um, per day, um, as you go up the ladder. And by doing that, you'll get to a place where you kind of hit your tolerance level. And then at that point, you taper down, stay at that level for a while, and then you taper down uh, as the benefits become evident through your biohacking tech, you know, usually sleep cycles, relaxation, uh, recovery, muscle tone, these type of things will start to become pretty self-evident in a very short period of time. Hmm. Yeah, that's a really good overview. And it's kind of goes to show how foundational magnesium is because it isn't basically involved in all, almost all uh, physiological processes inside the body. And uh, yeah, like uh, you, you could like take some form of magnesium, but still be deficient in the other form and uh, not completely fix like a particular problem. So yeah, like getting it from this uh, single source is definitely like a very, uh, you know, easy, easy and uh, effective way of going about it and uh, keep making sure that you can have everything uh, topped off. Yeah, that's kind of the one of the things too is what we noticed um, when Matt and I were doing our original testing is that if you're taking one of the singular magnesiums, it seems that you 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 hit tolerance level at a much lower rate, like like you know like a lower dosage rate. So where we would hit like citrate, you'd oftentimes hit tolerance at you know a gram, you know like you couldn't really take that much. But when you got into other magnesiums, they would vary significantly in how much you could absorb and utilize. And so um, what seems to be, if you take like a full, what I call a full spectrum magnesium, then it seems like you can take a higher dosage than you can if you're taking a singular, which I thought was interesting. I don't know 
why that is or what the mechanism is too early to tell. It's just something that's an observational kind of biohack that we've learned and noticed and, and um, the effects. The other thing is, is when you take a, a full spectrum, it seems like once you kind of get to your max dosage and then you go down to your optimal dosage, your optimal dosage seems to be much less than what it was if you were taking uh, other magnesiums. Um, so I used to take a, there's a couple other brands out there that are pretty good. Some of them have three magnesiums, some have four, but I had to go a higher dosage on those ones than I actually have to do on the breakthrough. And I don't know if that's because they're different magnesiums or it was the way that formula was made. I'm not really sure, but where the delivery mechanisms we're using, I'm, I'm not sure exactly, but that's what we've noticed anecdotally. And of course we're, we're encouraging all our biohackers that are using this and to give us as much feedback as possible of their own experiences because that helps us, uh, you know, when I do these podcasts and share the information that we're getting from the field, from clinical application, from biohackers who are testing themselves and monitoring themselves. And that allows us to produce uh, better and better products. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I do use uh, the magnesium breaker as well. And it's uh, pretty awesome. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, like, like I said, it's very simple and uh, yeah, covers all the bases of all these, uh, all these uh, magne- magnesium types. Uh, is there like any best time to take it uh, like you mentioned that you if you're if you're assessing your um, like uh, your limits uh, you, you you're supposed to take it like several times throughout the day but is there like any particular best time to take it you know it's going to vary from person to person because some people based on their uh, chronotypes and genetics some people are morning people some people are evening people what I can say is that divided dosages are effective, more effective than singular dosages, simply because you can, by dividing out over time, you don't get the runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I divide it out over the day, over three different uh, uptakes. Um, if I'm really cranking, I'll go up to as many as five uptakes. I usually take it with meals, although I will say, uh, if you have trouble sleeping, um a great combo i'll give you another shout out here uh the cbd by high country is a really good one there's another one by cbd sedona um these cbd products you can take at night uh with magnesium um there's also a a really great um tablet called the lovella tablet uh which really can help people who are struggling with sleep. You take that before, you know, 30 minutes before you go to bed, make sure that you got your blue light blockers on, you know, kind of those, those true darks I think are fantastic. If you got problems sleeping, you're going to sleep. I can tell you that, (laughs) you know, it's lights out. It's a nice deep sleep. It's a full sleep. You're not waking up. You get up in the morning, you go, wow, that was a great sleep. So people that struggle with that, I'm lucky. I don't struggle with sleeping, but Matt, my business partner who is become a sleep expert because of his challenges with sleeping, that combination works very effective. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, it kind of makes sense if you, uh, want to relax in the evening and a lot of people do feel like wound up, uh, before going to bed, then just, uh, using the magnesium as well as the blue light is really good because the blue light itself, causes like uh, sympathetic arousal and uh, suppresses melatonin and also also depletes magnesium because of the stress yeah you know it's so weird you know i mean i i'm I'm shocked you know i've been doing this for my whole life i've been in the high performance fields and all levels as a former bodybuilder and stuff and i i really underestimated the power of magnesium i didn't know that i didn't know and even when i started to get into it i didn't know how effective it is. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like this magnificent miracle. It's so, (laughs) it's so effective and seems so obvious. And what I believe is because of our food production distribution system and the depletion of our soil, the mineral content of our soil, which is well-documented, well-talked, we talk, you know, the research that says, hey, if you had a peach today, you need 55 peaches today to have a, this equivalent of a peach in the 1950s. And it's like, <laughs> well, you hear that information, you go, okay, that's cool data, right? But if you go out to a biodynamic garden and have a, a fruit or vegetable, I mean, it's super obvious that this is a very different product than what you're buying, even in the, the best organic grocery stores. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's incredibly different. Yeah. But if you look at 
what I feel is we're experiencing is, is multi-generational deficiencies of magnesium and probably some very other potent minerals like zinc and selenium and t- testosterone production. I think for most men, that's, an, that's a no-brainer combo, maybe with a little copper uh, and boron if you want to free up testosterone. I don't make those products, but you can get them like Dave Asprey sells some of that stuff to some other people. I think you can go down that route. We're starting to see... It's not so much that I think these things are like super, it's not like super drug-like or whatever, but when Mm -hmm. you're radically deficient in something and you add that into the system, it's like, holy cow, this really is effective. But really we're rediscovering what our, our energetic and our functional capacities were maybe previously when people were working on farms and lifting all the time and working all day long because there was no cars and all that sort of stuff and and we really forget how weak we've become as a species and we've got to recapture that if we're going to survive the uh, the current uh, technological development which i think the un- the unintended consequences of the technological revolution is that we're becoming physically very weak and very soft hmm. and we've got to reverse that trend as as biohackers or it's going to have dire consequences to our offspring yeah exactly and uh, yeah it's you know the technological advancements are great, but they're um, they're fragile in a way. Like one solar flare, and we're all basically wiped out. And uh, you're like, we we can't fully forget our uh, physical robustness, and we have to kind of take care of it as well because it's that's the kind of foundation to everything, and it kind of is more uh, like more uh, sustainable for for our survival. Absolutely. And I, I, I think I love that you mentioned solar flares. We've gone through a significant bunch recently, which has had, you know, across the board effects on people's energy, stress level, all that sort of stuff. And so I think that as we get further and further along, we're going to start to realize the electromagnetic uh, cycles that happen in the sun and solar flares and its impact is going to have things. The bottom line is, is we've gone on this giant, you know, exponential uh, curve in technological advancement. And, you know, we far shot past the physiological benefits of that curve. In fact, we haven't adapted as a species to the rapid rise in technology, whether that's philosophically or whether that's phys- physically mm-hmm. and how we go about our days. What, you know, we talk about exercise and all these type of things nowadays. That was just people living a hundred <laughs> years ago. You got exercise from living. Uh, today, the advancement in technology has made everything so easy, but there's a consequence to that going back to the stress response where we started. You need to stress a system in order for it to adapt. And without that stress, it becomes actually weak. And eventually those systems begin to deteriorate and, and be non-existent over time. Mm, yeah. And uh, like the the body is able to adapt eventually through things like the EMF and uh, other other exactly. stressors. But uh, the key aspect in order to make that adaptation is the recovery. So if you're chronically stressed out and you never be able to recover from it, then you won't adapt. Uh, so that's why you need like good sleep, you need good supplementation, you need good quality nutrition. And uh, yeah, you do need magnesium as well, because uh, like, like I said, like most people are already deficient of it. And the food, <laughs> the food is also depleted. So yeah, the kind of having sufficient magnesium is especially important for just being able to adapt to the stress and, and not being fully wiped out from it. Exactly. hundred percent right. So, uh, yeah, uh, like our last thing I want to touch upon was the, the, like the fasting. So would you take magnesium if you were fasting as well on your alternative fasting? Yeah, I've done both. Um, I d- I've done both. So typically what I do is just in that morning on the fasting day, I have my, my Kfex, my Cogni, my, and my magnesium together um, first thing in the morning. And then I don't, take, I don't take the product during the day. And again, I've gone past that. I've gone past my loading phase, if you will, of mm-hmm. magnesium. So I can get around, I can get by with uh, less of a doses on a day-to-day basis. And that's, that's what I do. So I take a gram uh, first thing in the morning uh, with my and then go for my walk i do about an hour hike in the morning uh, combined with the meditation on top of this beautiful rock with the sun kind of coming in over the cliffs here and it's it's it's, it's i feel really grateful it's a very epic uh, experience <laughs> sounds good uh, but what about exercise uh, do you adjust your uh, dosage if you're like having a particularly heavy workout or if you're like sweating a lot yeah yeah so for example um i don't lift 
Um, I don't lift on my fasting days. Um, I'm just not able to kind of get to the point that I want to do. So I've had to reduce my overall training load on a week to week basis because of this uh, technology. Um, so on lifting days, I'll generally go up a little bit in doses. So I'll, you know, on, on this day, on the fast day, I'm getting that one gram in the morning and that's it. But on the lifting day, I'm probably taking in, uh, you know, upwards of three grams. So it averages out to about two a day. Awesome. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. it's been great talking with you. And, uh, before I ask my last question, uh, where can people learn more about you, uh, your work and where can they get the magnesium? Yeah, great stuff. Um, well, they can kind of find us on uh, all the social media channels. If you put in Bioptimizers, uh, you'll find us. Uh, we're kind of all over the place, everywhere, and, and all that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, it's so come and welcome to Bioptimizers, Instagram, Bioptimizers, Facebook, whatever that is. We have the Awesome Health Podcast. And for people who, uh, you know, want to give a shot to this magnesium, they can go to magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash S-I-I-M and put in SIM10, S-I-I-M-10, and you'll get a 10% discount on any of our products um, as well as the magnesium. Of course, if you're not blown away by it in your first bottle, uh, you just... <laughs> Let us know and you get all your money back. So that's, we, we take away all the risk. I think people are going to love it. I think if, you, if you've used magnesium in the past, it's going to blow your mind. If you haven't used magnesium, it's going to blow your mind. So if you want your mind blown and your, your nervous system feeling A-OK, -okay, uh, magnesium breakthroughs are great. And of course, we have the Awesome Health course. And if you people want to understand a little bit more about the theory that we adopted from orthomycin nutrition, which I think is a standard for biohackers, um, you can go to our 12-week course, which we give away for free, but look up the bucket theory of nutrition where I illustrate how that works about filling up our bucket and what the, what the burn rate is and how to manage that over the long term. I think it's a strategy that everybody can adapt and it's very valuable and useful for people to get their handle around the structure of, of loading and then optimizing. Awesome. That's, that's really good. And yeah, I, I do have to say that the mag breakthrough is like the one magnesium to rule them all <laughs> because it does like combine it seems that way combines them together and yeah like you don't really have to mess around with the other types and uh, yeah I, I do think that uh, basically everyone uh, is like one of the magne i think it's one of the best supplements that you could ever take like if there is one supplement you take then it's got to be like magnesium especially in the modern world yeah thank you very much i i, I would agree with you i mean it's uh and the market certainly agrees with it. I mean, we, we've been selling so much of this and the, and the reviews that we're getting are outrageous. Some of the stuff that I'm hearing back from people is like blowing my mind. And, you know, our, our mission is to end physical suffering and activate biologically optimized health. And for me, it's extremely rewarding to be able to help people navigate the current situation and also the long-term condition of the human, uh, human life. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. And we're, we do our stuff here at Bioptimizers, we've got a great team. We've got great customer support. We've got a lot of education. And, and I'm very grateful for you to bring us on here today to share with your audience um, and, and, and give a little bit of insight of what we learned. Uh, thank you, Sim, so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. No, no problem. And uh, my last question is, uh, what's this one piece of advice or habit you wish you had up to sooner? Hmm... I think early in my career mentorship, I think if I look back to where my bodybuilding career started, you know, I had mentors through books and, you know, information and stuff. But anytime that you're getting that information, although it's a good start, you're not getting all the nuances of a direct relationship in a coaching relationship. And so I think especially in the digital world today, when we're communicating such as we are today, there's, there's, what happens is there's a, there's a lot of generalizations that you have to make. And if you're really going to optimize your biology, you need to get specifics, you need to get testing, and you need to get professionals around you to help guide you through the inevitable ups and downs and avoiding the mistakes. And I didn't choose that route early in my career. 
And I think that put me behind the eight ball. I think I could have produced a lot better results. I could have produced a lot faster results, but my ego got in the way or I didn't have, I didn't, you know, I said, oh, the economic, I don't have the economic means. It's not about the economic means. It's always about how bad you want it and what you're willing to do, uh, you know, creatively that's, you know, moral, ethical, and legal in order to make sure that you can access the funds to get world-class direction and coaching in your life because that's going to, you know, help you avoid mistakes and stack successes from people that have been there and done that before you. So I think that was probably the piece that I missed most as an, as a young guy. And that was just all based in ego and I could figure this out and I know this. And of course the internet wasn't as prolific back then, but that's not really an excuse. My, my career took off when I started getting individualized coaching for myself on the professional level and virtually every area of my life, not just the fitness area, but business and public speaking, whatever it happened to be. So uh, mm. that was my big mistake. And if you can learn from that, do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good advice. And I totally agree that just uh, learning from others and getting good, good teachers is like a just shortcut to life because you don't have to go through the failures yourself. You can just learn from them. Exactly. Awesome. Uh, well, it's great talking with you and yeah, uh, hopefully we'll see each other in some future event again and yeah, like uh, do another podcast sometime. Uh, I, we're, we're all hoping, I think there's the bio-optimization summit in uh, London, I think later this year in September. And then there's the October event in Norway where we met, or excuse me, in Finland where we met last year. Yeah. So fingers crossed, <laughs> we'll see you at one of those events. Definitely. So yeah, uh, have a nice day and I'll see you around. Take care.